This episode of Sex and Other Human Activities is brought to you by CraftVapory.com. I've been using them for a few months now, and they're fantastic. If you sign up with CraftVapory.com, you will get new juices in the mail every single month. I actually discovered my favorite juice ever called Boyd's Bounty through CraftVapory.com, uh, and I'm a bit of a picky customer. But they always send me some sweet stuff that I really enjoy. If you go to CraftVapory.com and put in the code Sex and Vaping, that's all one word, sex and vaping, you will get 20% off your first month subscription as well as 10% off a purchase from the craft online shop. That's craftvapery.com. Go and check it out. And now on with the show. The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Bug juice, it doesn't come in a jar. Bug juice comes from who you are. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. Bug juice? It was, a, it was I dare say, <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. One of the, the first reality shows. Okay. It was a television show on Disney, and it was about campers, like campers in their tweens mm-hmm. over a summer at a camp that they've all been to, but now they're like turning into teens, oh. and it's kind of like going through how they feel and how they were different from last year, and like them, like, like oh God, I didn't know that he was so cute, and stuff like that. Do you want to hear the IMDB, uh, I guess, the, the summary? Do you look up bug juice? I did look up bug juice. Young campers explore a wide range of activities. That's it? (laughs) That's it? It was so much deeper than that. (laughs) It made me want to go to camp. I never went to camp. I didn't either. No, I never went to camp. I always wanted to go to camp. My life was camp. All right, snakes. (laughs) It's your new name, snakes. Oh, I got two now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're more snakes than dog meat. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I like dog I meat a lot. you love for, dog meat. For those of you who don't know, my new nickname is dog meat. I'm sure most of you know <laughs> dog meat. Uh, from Las Vegas on the left, your brother named me dog meat. As he said, I didn't choose dog meat, dog meat chose me. That's true, but also snakes don't choose you, you chose... <laughs> you had snakes. <laughs> snakes does. Snakes is, I, I don't know if I like snakes. Actually, uh, listeners, why don't you decide? Which one do you like more, dog meat or snakes? I mean, I guess it's not fair because I love you, but you're no snakes pliskin. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I don't know. I don't this know. is the wrong show to be talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked the nickname Pills. You don't do pills. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily for me. I just think it's a fun nickname for whoever. Yeah, it makes you think of pill bugs. Mm, I like pill bugs. I though. bet you ate pill bugs. I was not a kid who ate weird things. I bet you were. <laughs> snakes eats weird things. <laughs> That's why it's called snakes. Snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I did not eat weird things as a kid. What we were just talking about though, that goes uh, quite well into what we were talking about before the show. You just watched. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, first off, it's like uh, maybe does nine eleven stuff. I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to get into it. Marcus and I had a long conversation. Yeah. Maybe here in a couple of weeks uh, after kind of had time to process it because that's what we've been doing on the last podcast that I've been in it and spent literally 60 to 70 hours in this subject over the last two to three to weeks. The point that I didn't want to be around Marcus. Not many people did. And even get into that. <laughs> and I am aware of that. I'm aware that's what happens to me when I get into those, those holes. Uh, but we don't want to talk about it. What we're going to talk about today, 
Who framed Roger Rabbit? Man, it is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. It is on Netflix right now. And we were discussing, as a kid, I saw that movie hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. Loved it. It was one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen it probably in a solid 15 years. Yeah, man. I saw it two months ago. I also own it on DVD, and I watch it like once every couple of years. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies. You still have a DVD player? I have a PS3 in which I can put oh. DVDs into. Someone but- just gave me a DVD, and I got no way to watch it. Oh, that's terrible. What's the DVD? Uh, Boxing Helena. <laughs> Do you know that movie? Boxing Helena. Yeah, it is it's a very weird romantic movie about ice skaters, I believe. <laughs> that one of my friends wanted me to watch so badly that she gave me a copy for my birthday. Uh 4.5 out of 10. See there, on... <laughs> I mean that's that's a creeper. 19% you know? Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it, it it's apparently not the best movie out there. But it does have Sherilyn Finn from uh, uh Twin Peaks in it, so, so maybe there's something. You there. gotta give it a watch. Yeah. But anyway. Anywho, <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't do page seven this week, so I guess maybe we're we're, we're popping creeping. we're creeping in a little bit to that world. I because I miss it so bad. But know, anyway. So I watched uh Who Framed Roger Rabbit and I hadn't seen it in a really long time and it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind all the things I had missed in the movie. All the things like that I really don't even think that I was aware of the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. With the whole like Jessica Rabbit with the patty cakes and all that and then like I didn't know who died and know why it was important. I think all I really knew about it was that they were after Roger Rabbit. Well, that's all you really needed for kids. For that's kids. All, that's all kids need to know. And also, it's a it's a creep ass movie. Yeah, I know. That's why I love it so much. Like Judge Doom, why I would say is in my top five fictional characters, or at least fictional villains. And and all the weasels too. I mean, they were all just so terrible. Yeah, all of them. But they were great. And I guess it ended up we ended up sitting and talking about it. For like an hour afterwards, because it was based on a book. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We we're looking into all of the the background knowledge, which if you didn't know, it's all about also how freeways come through and kind of ruin creativity and ruin uh, ruin something that's naturally good and beautiful. Well, that's the whole thing. Very quick synopsis of what it is. There's this guy, Judge Doom, who wants to, de- to destroy Toontown, which Toontown is a, a small set of Los Angeles in which all of the cartoons that you've come to know and love over the years live, and it is known as a happy, wonderful, but also very dangerous place for humans, and Judge Doom wants to build pretty much a freeway through there and he wants to destroy it so it is a metaphor for the destruction of creativity and the destruction of joy in the 20th century in the interest of business. It's a beautiful movie and it's a beautiful fucking metaphor. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, like they won, uh, but it is also a beautiful metaphor that you can take to heart for yourself to not let uh, business, to not let uh, the fucking horrible, non-creative things in life kill the creativity and the uh, beauty that lives within you. It's an important thing. It's at least a very good subliminal message to send to kids. It really is. And, and, but something that, I mean, I didn't fucking know. No. <laughs> I barely knew. I, in rewatching it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's what it is. And it, and it is also a huge part of of bulldozing. I feel like 
your feelings and your natural happiness. I know I'm looking way into this, mm-hmm. but we talked about it for oh, a bit. Oh, no, there's a lot to go into about how Eddie Valiant and the fact that a toon killed his brother and that's what killed his sense of joy and wonder in life. And, and, and that's also a very, you know, that's also an apt metaphor for how sometimes creativity can destroy your life if you get too far into it. But also the fact that sometimes being an adult and things that make life easier, like a freeway, something like that, mm-hmm. completely overpower your childhood joy. Yeah. It makes things, it kind of takes away, it strips away all of the good things when you are worrying about bills, when you're worrying about life, when you're worrying about uh, this important meeting I have to go to the next day. And you never sit back and realize... Hey, that's funny, <laughs> you know, and just like point out something dumb, like we were laughing about somebody's name earlier. We yeah. saw a dumb name in an article. We laughed about that for a while. A really funny name. Because it's a dumb <laughs> thing to do. And I think that sometimes we're just kind of missing out on the dumb in the day. Yeah. And that's what the, uh, another part of the movie is that Judge Doom uh, buys up uh, the, uh, what is it? It buys up the, the red line, uh, mm. which was the... Public tra- it was the public transit system in Los Angeles. And you know what? The freeway, probably easier than catching the... Just take the red line. Why would anybody go for this harebrained freeway idea when you got the red line? They bought the red line. <laughs> <laughs> just, take, just take the red line. You know, It yeah. might be a little more inconvenient. You might have to hobnob with some people you don't necessarily want to hobnob with. But just take the red line, man. You don't need the freeway. Sometimes you just got to look. <laughs> you gotta look at the sun. You know, you just gotta be. Smile, smile. I know most of that. I've been watching it every two years since I was five years old. If not more, I mean, and from like five to probably ten, I watched it. Oh god, dozens upon dozens of times. Like it's it's a beautiful. If you've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, go watch it. It is a a beautiful, beautiful movie. And it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Yeah, and just have some happiness in your day. Yeah, man. Mixed with a little bit of sadness. Yes, there yeah. is a little bit of sadness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Maroon. He didn't deserve to die, but he did. You know. You know. But it's okay. <laughs> Life moves on, you know? Sometimes shit happens. Yeah, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes the mayor of Toontown dies. Ugh, playing patty cakes, man. Also, Jessica Rabbit, hot damn. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah, man. And I guess also in my head as a kid, I always thought she was a rabbit. (laughs) Even though I know she doesn't look like a rabbit, I just thought that she was a rabbit. Of course, you would think that she would have to be a rabbit. Yeah, but... You know, they're just married. <laughs> that's it. That's all I had to say about that. Well, that's also a great thing to show is that you don't necessarily have to be, you could be two very different people and you could also be very much in love. Yes, that's true too. And people didn't even believe that she actually loved him. No. I didn't realize that that was a whole beginning of the movie. Yeah, he makes me laugh. And then the, no one understood that, like, how could someone that, that that's that attractive be with someone that's just kind of dumb and fun? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we know a lot of people that are in these situations where you're just like, it's sometimes astounding when you see somebody with someone and you're like, why did you choose that? There's something about them. Because it works. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's the only reason why they would, why they would go into that. That's the only thing. It works. And that's all that matters. All that matters is that it works. That's my belief, at least. I mean, I definitely had issues at some point. I think I've talked about that on here before with being bigger than than Doug. Well, when we were younger, and <laughs> <laughs> that was always an issue Ooh, for me. Boy, the the melon in that man's shirt. You know he's happy. 
<laughs> and it's okay. I don't judge him. <laughs> I don't judge him either. I'm not judging him at all. <laughs> Say that I've seen a progression over the last six years that I've known him. You know, he's just, you know, he's just filling out <laughs> in the wrong spots. <laughs> but I love it, and I don't fucking care. No. And that's something exactly because it works. Yeah. Because we're together. Because we enjoy each other's company. Because we can throw on Hoover Frame Roger Rabbit and actually discuss the backgrounds and the actual plot of the movie that we talked about for a while. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. It was just because, you know, sometimes you don't want to talk about things you're worried about. No. So you shouldn't talk about things that you're worried about all the time. Yes, it's totally fine in a relationship uh, to voice your worries and the things that, that are, are bothering you, you know, whether it be at work or at life or anything like that. But, you know, if it becomes your entire relationship, if it becomes every conversation you have is about the worries or the fears or the complaints or anything like that, then it's just not going to, it's not going to work unless that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Unless, if that works for you, then it works. But for most people, it's just, that grinds you down. It really grinds you down and it just gets to kind of be like, well, okay, guess I'm just going to go in and hear someone complain for the next hour or two. Uh, and then maybe... We'll have a fun time, but probably, probably not, not because that person's going to find something else to complain about or is going to get all freaked out about something. You know, it, it's that's fine. You have to you just have to make room for the better stuff. Like you just have to make room for that. And if there's no room for that, then either you need to reexamine what's going on in your relationship or you need to look within yourself. And look within yourself uh, to see if maybe there's something going on in your life that needs to be addressed. You know, it could be that the reason why you have all this, you know, this anxiety and, you know, and, and kind of complaining all the time, you know, a lot of that stuff that could also be a sign of depression. It could be a sign of, you know, general anxiety disorder. Look within yourself and see, okay, is there something that I need to fix? If I'm that person, if that's what I'm doing, is there something within myself that I need to fix, that I need to address? Uh, and there might be. And that's worth self-examination uh and you know of course that's what we say is that like constant self-exam not not constant but the very least weekly check-ins check-ins are good to have with yourselves like am i happy what's going on with me what's happening uh do we have a reason to be unhappy yes okay well let's examine that do i have a reason to be unhappy and the answer is no let's examine that too because that is both are Definitely equal in the examination department. Uh, but if you're unhappy, take a look around and but then take a look at yourself. That's why I've been getting back into writing down things that are positive in my life. There you go. I have to write it down. Sometimes I need to just fucking see it. Yeah. And I've been doing that lately because I also have been in just in a torrent lately of, of, of emotions. And yeah. sometimes you got to be like, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good? What's going on? Yeah. What's good? What's good? You got good. I know I got good. Yeah, you got a lot of good. You got to write down the good. Yeah, we both got a lot of good. We got good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have anything else uh, you want to talk about before we get to the letters today? Nah, I ain't got shit more. <laughs> All right. Well, our first letter here. What are we going to call this guy? Boots. Boots, I like that. Boots Randolph. Okay. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, well, Boots Randolph was the guy that wrote Yakety Sacks. Yakety Yak, don't talk back? (laughs) 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 
imagine it's a bunch of chickens with dresses on dancing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you knew exactly what you said. Yeah, that's real fun. So yeah, Boots Randolph, you get that one. That's a good one. That's a great one. All right. Hey, Jackie and Marcus, I wanted to say first that I adore all your shows. Last podcast was a gateway drug for me, and I am now addicted to the Hall of Cave Comedy Radio. Marcus, I am also a West Texas boy born and raised, and Jackie, I think I know every word to the entire Les Mis soundtrack. Hell yeah! <laughs> you got a little something for both. <laughs> and thank you very much for thank listening. Thank you. That being said, I have a question that I know you can both shed some much-needed insight into. I am best friends with one of the most amazing people I have ever met. Let's call her Sarah. I admire her with all of my heart and would do anything for her, but I do have a problem that I can't shake. She has a friend who lives about four hours away who comes to visit around three times a year. When the friend is not around, Sarah's the sweetest person ever, but once the friend gets around her, it's like something changes in her and she doesn't pay attention to anyone except that friend. At first, I thought that maybe I was being jealous and that I should give them space because they only get to see each other a handful of times a year, but I've come to realize that this is not the case. I tried to make friends with this girl many times, but each time the same thing happens she will act friendly for a bit and follow me on instagram only to unfollow and block me as soon as she leaves i will then tell something to sarah who will apologize and the entire thing will start again this girl has also made my sister as well as other friends of mine cry many times because of her hateful speech and attitude and how she isolates sarah and doesn't let anyone talk to her I could list so much more that she does to cause pain, but as this is already getting wordy, suffice to say that it is all pathological. I know that this girl is a sociopath and an energy vampire, but I can't convince Sarah of this. I've told Sarah this, but she makes excuses for her friend, which almost hurts worse. I and everyone else know that this girl is no good for her and is ruining her life as well as her relationships with everyone else, but she has been her friend since childhood, and it is hard for her to sever that bond. I also don't want to hurt Sarah by making her choose between us, but it has gotten so out of hand that if I were to be in the same room with that girl, I would end up confronting her or get into a physical altercation, which is a big deal for me because I am not a confrontational type of person. I love Sarah with all of my heart, but I cannot stand to be around her friend. Should I keep trying with Sarah, even if it leads to the same cycle, or should I just throw in the towel and cut her off? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, and I love you both. Boots Randolph. I guess I don't really understand why you can't just not be friends with this person. Yeah. Not your friend Sarah. I'm talking about talking about the bitch coming into town. <laughs> I have been in this exact situation before. Oh, yeah. I have definitely had to deal with this before. I had to deal with it on the flip end of it was a childhood friend whose best friend from college would come into town. Mm. And every time they would get together, I'm like, is this college you? Because I fucking hate college you when you're with college <laughs> friend. Because it really pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. And it was the same thing. To no avail. You bring it up, and you're like, but that's my friend. You know what? Let her have that fucking friend. Yeah, who cares? She's going to be a bitch. She's going to make people cry. Fuck that girl. But I don't think that means you have to cut off ties with Sarah at no, all. No, not at all. And that's, I think, that's one thing that you learn as you grow older uh, is, you know, like, uh, some people are different around people, certain people, like when people get around certain groups of people, they kind of adapt. They kind of act a little differently. Not everyone, in fact, almost no one is just one person all the time. It's just the same person all the time. If Sarah likes to be a bitch around her friend, let her be a bitch around her friend. That's not Sarah you got to deal with. If Sarah was a bitch all the time, you wouldn't be friends with her. But you know, sometimes it sounds like Sarah kind of likes being a bitch. 
Which is okay to it's, flip the bitch switch every <laughs> once in a while. It's totally fine. Like just just let her go. Just just let her when she gets say she comes into town three times a year, those three times a year, just fucking back off. Just be like, nah, you know, when she comes out of town, you know, or when she leaves, like like, you know, I don't really like her all that much. Like I'm not, and I've and I've done this exact same thing where it has been like, yo, hey, you're like, come on over, like, you know, so and so is hanging, like, you know, they're in town, they're hanging out. I'm like, man, you know, you know, I don't like that person. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I don't like them. I, I don't care. Like, you know, I'll just, I'll see you when you get back, when uh, when they leave or whatever. You know, we'll hang out later on this week. But nah. I'm f- I'm good. I think it is important that, like, I know you guys have talked before, but I don't know if you've talked about it in these circumstances of saying, hey, Sarah, it's nothing against you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with our re- relationship. It's not about our friendship. This is completely different. I don't like her. Yeah. And I don't want to be around her. And I think that if a friendship can't withstand that, that's a whole other issue. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, that it should be, like you said, Marcus, I think it's, but I also think it's healthy to be, be different sometimes around other people. Yeah. I think it taps into a part of you where, uh, I mean, I do the same thing if I'm with my childhood friends. I'm definitely different than I am now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of revert back half to what I used to be. And you know what? I used to be a bitch. Yeah. And I, oh, I, I, I actually... Doug has honestly said this to me before. He was like, sometimes I don't like to be around you when you're around them because you don't really treat me very nicely. That is something I've dealt with. Yeah. That is That has been years in the past. But I had to hear that because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Again, not the way to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. But he had to say that to me because I, I wasn't being very nice to him because I reverted back to bitch mode. Yeah. And it's not fair. You can have a little bit of that, but he couldn't just completely separate himself since we had lived together at the time. So since he wasn't able to do that, I tried to tone it down. I apologized, and I've worked on it. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's an easy thing to, I, I, think, I don't think this is a very difficult thing to approach. It just sucks. It just sucks, yeah. It does it, suck. It's not, and, and I think it probably seems like a bigger deal than it is. Like, I don't think it's a, it's not, a, it's not the, the, the worst thing in the world to deal with with a friendship. It's a pretty simple thing to deal with with a friendship. It's like, yeah, you don't like the other friend, fuck her. You don't have to fuck it. You don't have to fucking hang out with her. You don't have to see her. Uh, and just kind of accept, it's like, okay, yeah, your friend might be a little bitchy for a little bit when your friend's around. But you know what? When she's gone, you know, it's, I think we're, we're all different things to different people at different times in our lives. And that's fine. That's okay. That's just something that we have to accept about each other in life. And also shows how you grew, grow up, too. Yeah. Be you proud know? of your friend for not being a bitch anymore. That she changed. <laughs> you know, that she got away from that. And that's and that's also a hard thing to do, to get out of. But once you're in a different environment, you adapt. Yeah. Or you should adapt, at yeah. least. And, and that will help you grow in the long run. Um I, unfortunately, I feel like sometimes people do decide like, oh, I, well, I choose the other person, which is just dumb. Yeah. Because everyone has different factions of friends. Yeah. You know, I definitely have friends that Doug doesn't like. Doug has friends that I don't necessarily care for. Mm. But also, you, you I don't be around that person. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you're not married to her. No. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Think no, I think, about. <laughs> I, no, I think, I, I com- but I do completely understand where you're coming from. And talk to her. Yeah. That's it. And and just, and there's not too many situations I feel like where avoiding it is the answer. 
But I think this is one of those situations. <laughs> yeah. I think it's definitely a situation where you just uh, just avoid it. Because yeah. also one day, something's going to happen between them. And Sarah's going to be like, hey, she's a fucking raging bitch. You're and right. you're like, I know. <laughs> this is what I'm a sight. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to say I told you so. Just go, right? Right? Like, right. Yeah. And yeah, I've yeah. always been here. And I'll always be here. Mm. And then that's it. Yep. That's it, man. That's all you got to do. All right. Next up. Uh, what is a, a man? A man's name? It is a man's name. <laughs> I guess we're gonna call him uh, Bo Strongbone. I think is that a person? <laughs> Have I said that before? I don't know. Bo I, Bo Strongbone. Bo Strongbone. It kind of sounds like trombone. Yeah, I like that. All right. Trombone. Trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Marcus. Hi, Jackie. I just recently gotten back into sex and other human activities. I used to listen religiously when it first started, but then I got caught up listening to the roundtable and last podcast on the left. The reason for my email is that I am a college student, but I am soon going into my sophomore year. My freshman year was not very good. I had a very hard time making any friends due to intense anxiety, which turned into depression at a few points. I never expected anything like it in high school, but I graduated with 38 students and am now at a college of over 13. I could never gather the courage to join a club or go to events, but this upcoming year, I'm trying to start a club, and I hope it gets better. It seems at a college, all everyone cares about is alcohol, but I don't drink, and I'm not sure that I should start, as I have a very addictive personality. I'm afraid to go to parties, but everyone tells me that it is the quickest and easiest way to make friends. It feels like making friends will be the best way for me to deal with these new feelings of anxiety and depression, as they will help me get out and be active and stop the loneliness that I felt. Thank you for your time. You go fuck. You go fuck. Trombone. What's the club? <laughs> I want to know what the club is. What's the club? What's that club? I want to know what the club is. I feel like that's a huge part of this. Yeah. I think it is a pretty big part because that'll tell you what, what your interests are. And how to make fucking friends. I think that's a great way to start. Yeah. It is hard because, yes, parties is that's where you meet people. Yeah. Classes, parties, hanging out, different kind of functions um i think it just depends also on what school you're in yeah like i said you everybody knows i was in the school of school of theater so we're constantly around each other at auditions and rehearsals and we are in each other's faces so you had to be friends with each other Mm -hmm. but i know that there are other obviously many other parts of college that don't do that oh yeah i i just i think it really depends on what this fucking club is (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't know why I'm so hung up on it. But it's like, is it a club that a bunch of people are going to join? Is it something that you will have social interaction while you're doing it? Yeah. Or is it something that it's more of a singular thing mm-hmm. that you just happen to be in a group doing it? Right. That is true. That is very, very true. Yeah. It's like, are you all like, is it like a video game type of thing where you all play like a one player video game? Like you're all playing like Fallout or something like that. Or are you playing like a co-op game like World of Warcraft? But then on the other hand, that's also a type of solitary game because you're not going to be in the same room with each other unless you're doing an old fashioned LAN party, which are really fun. You know way more about this. (laughs) I was thinking more of like the uh, we used to have people on our campus that did the um like the fake fighting, mm-hmm. or like they would dress up in costumes and they would fake fight out on the green. Oh, cosplay. Cosplay. <laughs> That's the word for it. Yeah, which that term, by the way, has really, it's taken a turn over the years because cosplay now means like just making really fancy, you know, like just making really fancy costumes and going to like comic book conventions Yeah, because they like weren't that. anyone specific. They no. They just were 
they wore like medieval clothing and had like fake swords. Which is pretty great. It was pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. I would sit and just watch them. Yeah. But also, and you know what? Get a job. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb, but I've met some of my best friends through a job because you get off work and you're just like, I got nothing to do. You got mm. nothing to do? Let's go do nothing somewhere. Let's yeah. go sit at a park and do nothing. Yep, exactly. And you shoot the shit and you get to know each other. And that's an insanely great way to meet people. And you mentioned classes as well. Like I met one of my best friends still to this day uh, in a freshman year poetry class. Like my first semester of college. Were I you was- making fun of poetry? No, we weren't. In fact, it was a very good poetry class. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the teacher used to bring her dog to class every once in a while. No, that's a class I'll go to. <laughs> I think it was called Barney. It was a really cute little basset hound type of thing. It was very cute. You go, harf. During <laughs> class, you go, harf. <laughs> oh, man, I've been going dog crazy lately, but that's a whole different thing. Whole different thing. Whole different thing. Uh, but what, what it started with is, you know, I was a big comic book fan. He'd wear... An X-Men shirt. He wore an X-Men shirt to class, uh, which is, you know, back then, those uh, in 2001, like, the whole, like, geek chic thing hadn't happened yet, and you didn't necessarily have people like, ah, oh, just wear this because it looks cool. Back in 2001, a fucking X-Men shirt yeah, meant something. Yeah, all right, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but even so, you know, even, even if, like, if you see someone with, like, a T-shirt on, because that's one of the things that I learned throughout the years, especially in like college and high school, like when you wear a t-shirt or have like, a, especially or like a button or a patch, something like that, those are flags to other people. Like that, that I is, like this. Yeah, I like this. This is something that I like. And I am telling other people that this is what I like, especially stuff like buttons and patches and shit like that. Like that is very much telling people like, this is what I like. And I would not necessarily mind if you liked it too if you talk to me about it if you're like oh hey dude like yeah i'd fucking love that like with me and and matt it was like oh hey dude like yeah you had an x-men t-shirt i fuck i love grant morrison's run have you ever read it and he's like yeah I, I read it i loved it it was so and then from there it's a friendship that has now lasted 14 years uh and those sorts of things, like, you just look out for. If you're starting a club, then you obviously have interests of some kind. So look out there for those flags uh, and see or throw Wear up a Wear the couple, flag yourself. Fucking throw up a flag yourself, dude. And just, like, maybe, like, but, of course, like, don't be, like, weird about it or anything like that. Did or- you see my shirt? <laughs> have you looked upon my shirt? <laughs> Are you also a flag fan <laughs> of the Clash? I am a fan of the Clash. But I think it's also, I know it's a dumb thing to say, but I think sometimes it's like, that's why you should wear things. Uh, if you have something on your shirt, know something about it. Rather than just wearing something, not knowing about it, yeah. because someone might bring it up. And it could be like a really hot person that mm-hmm. you want to talk to. And you're like, I don't know anything about the Clash. <laughs> I just bought this shirt at Target. And not that you have to, you know, it's like, but it is a way to bring. I met a really good friend on the last shoot I did who happened to be the head of catering. So it was a very good person to make friends with because <laughs> um, I got all the food first. But right. she had on this Meet the Feebles shirt which is oh, it's one yeah. of my favorite movies, which is a really gruesome movie. And I immediately was just like, great fucking shirt. And yeah. she was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I love that movie too. And then we just sat and talked for a really long time about Peter Jackson movies. Yeah. It was immediate friendship. Yeah, because most likely, if you're into that one thing, uh, then you're going to be into related things. Right. Other things that are related around it, you know. And that, and that was one of the things, like I, my personal thing, like how I met, 
a lot of my other, like my other friends in college, uh, was through college radio. That's what I did for five years. And so you've already got that like shared thing where like, okay, we all love music. We all love music and, you know, pretty much specifically this kind of music that is all very much intertwined. Uh, and if you love one thing, then you're going to love five others. There are very few people out there who just love one thing. And that's weird. You know, well, it's not weird. <laughs> it's it's not, just obsessive. It's not weird. It's just obsessive. And it tends to make it where those people can't talk about anything else. Yes. Uh, and that might go to those of you out there that are just into one thing. Branch out a little bit. You know, like, or if you're studying 9-11 for a podcast. You know, it's things <laughs> like that. When, yeah. you know, you push people away sometimes. Yes, you do. You push away every, some people. Uh, some people meaning uh, everybody in your life except for the other dude that is obsessed with it. <laughs> Uh, meaning your brother Henry. Uh, we we became very close during the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm very happy for even closer, yes, but it was to the detriment of other things. Yes, but that's okay. That's, that's okay. Story. That happens. <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely happens to people. Uh, but yeah, and, and it's and it's also good, like the the specific things. It's like the clashes, you know. That's I just use that as an example. Uh, but you know, that's that's pretty broad. A lot of people like the clash, but. The one, the, the one shirt that I wear that when people comment on it, it's kind of like that Meet the Feebles thing. Like, that's fairly obscure, uh, So, but you both knew a whole lot about it. Uh, I've got a shirt. I've got a Daniel Johnson T-shirt that's just, like, artwork of, the, of Daniel Johnson, like Daniel Johnson artwork. Uh, what Daniel Johnson artwork is very uh, specific. Like Which I only knew that you had what that was was because Doug had a had almost the same exact poster in his room in college. There you go. Uh, but a weird. But it's yeah, it's but a weird thing. It's that weird thing that everyone kind of that you kind of share with another person. That weird kind of obscure thing, like something like an Eraserhead T-shirt or something like that. Like you don't have to be like, but you don't have to be like fucking uh, intentionally obscure. That's a, because that's a whole different problem. Uh, that you can get into, uh, but it's definitely. Oh, you like, don't know about this? Yeah, that's bad. I, it's, don't it's ever the stuck say up that. Too yeah, it's the it. stuck up things. Like, don't ever be like, because when if you're wearing like a cool Eraserhead T-shirt, or like when I'm wearing like that Daniel Johnson T-shirt, and someone's like, "Oh, what is that? That's a cool T-shirt." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like, yeah, I can tell. I can tell you about Daniel Johnson. You know, I mean, don't talk their ear off or anything like that. But it's like you could impart some knowledge. And the other thing is that also people find passion very attractive. There's one thing that I have learned in life is that people find passion attractive. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you're passionate about. Uh, and there's definitely a line between passionate and, and creepy and obsessive. Uh, but passion, people find that people are drawn to that. People are very drawn to passion. Uh, so if you've got a passion, if you're passionate about something, find other people that are passionate about it. Raise that flag, man. Raise that fucking flag, dude. Doesn't matter. Do it. Could be Pokemon. People are very passionate about Pokemon. There's a lot of passionate people about that. But also, it's like you're looking at someone that eight years ago couldn't give a fuck about country music. <laughs> but when you happen to find somebody really attractive and they really like country music, you give it a shot. Yeah, and now you love, who, who do you love? You love Waylon. You love oh, Merle. Yeah, I love You love them. David Allen Coe. I love them. <laughs> And I just saw Willie Nelson. You know, it's it's yeah. those things and where it's you and I loved, loved it. it. We had a fantastic time. Yeah, All four of us lie. had a wonderful time. It wasn't that I was lying. It's just something that I didn't know about. Yeah. And he it, he taught me about it. It wasn't a it wasn't like Ugh. oh my god oh my god because that sucks. Yeah, that's awful. 
That's a terrible thing to do to another human being. Yeah, but, you know, you put a guitar in somebody's hand, you know, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but also don't be the guy at the party playing guitar. Playing guitar. It's, just, it's a lot of. There's a lot of ins and outs. There's a lot of environment. Yeah, there's a lot depending. of environment. And we only say this because we went through it and we learned all of this on our own. You oh, know, yeah. it's like you, you, you learn to not be the guy be, at the party or being the, the drunk one that's like you want to see my tits <laughs> which i have said before in earnest right. because being the drunk party girl you know well, I, you think it's great but it's d- not <laughs> yeah we all look for attention in different ways not all of them are good uh, a lot of them are not good but that's okay <laughs> but i think the i think you're going to do great what's the club can you please just tell us what the club please is? Please tell us what the club is, please. And then, you know, we can talk about it on the next episode. I just, um, I think that really means a lot. Yeah, I think it does. And, but I think it's also great that you're even doing that. Yeah. You're man. moving in the right fucking direction, man. Yeah, dude. And don't think that you need to drink to make friends. You no, really don't. you don't. You really don't. I had, I, I'll say this, I was a heavy, 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 heavy drinker in college. Super heavy drinker. I had really good friends that were not. Very good friends that never touched a, drink, a drop of alcohol in their life. But still went I, to the parties sometimes, still, too, though. Always went to the parties. Yeah. Always went to the parties. But they didn't, you know, but they didn't drink. That was just their thing. It was, And it was totally fine that they didn't drink. They just, they went to the parties. They had a good time. They did their own thing. Uh, but still, like, hung out with people. But that's also an interesting thing, too. It's like, I understand if, if trombone doesn't want to go to the parties, but... And sometimes you don't need to let your inhibitions go. If other people are letting their inhibitions go, they will talk to you. Yeah. You guys will talk. Yes, you will talk you to know, other you people. You will talk yeah, to yeah. other people. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean you have to drink. The problem is the pressure. Yeah. And I completely understand. I still fucking feel it. Yeah. I, I'm an adult adult now, and I still feel it. I still feel it every day. I, I felt... Man, I fucking feel it anytime I go out. It's like, it's like, all right, let's do a shot. I'm like, no, I actually, I, I need to get up early in the morning. Like, come on, come motherfucker, on, come, come back. But I have now at this time in my life, like, I, if someone gives me the come on, like that's when I get. I was like, no, fuck you, no. no, no, absolutely not. I'm 32 years old. I don't have to do this. <laughs> I don't have to do the shot. Yes. 30, yes, 32 30, years 32, old. 32, yes, you're 32. Yes, I'll I, keep track for you from now on. Thank you very much. I just have to do 19. It's just easy because 1983 to 2015. That's just easy to That's do. That's fine. I said I was 26 the other day, so that is not true anymore. <laughs> Two years not true. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, anyway. I, I think, but I'm I'm excited for you. Please let us know about the club. You're great. And then uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's it for today. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, the email address is capecomedyradio at gmail.com. You got fuck. And uh, also go to uh, uh, craftvapory.com and put in the uh, code sex and vaping uh, for some wonderful discounts. And uh, we thank you very much. Goodbye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. <laughs>